All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever Semantics Podcast. I'm Beanie's Bro, and joining me today is my co-host, Caligoose. You can find him streaming live most days, streaming Path of Exile's current league on Softcore Trade over at twitch.tv slash Caligoose. That's me. Hello. And on YouTube at youtube.com slash Caligoose. Sorry. Also <laughs> I, true. I, I had to breathe. It's a long line. How dare you, dude? Breathing? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash beaniesboro, and I also play softcore trade primarily. And today we're going to cover the 3.14 patch notes and our league starters. Uh, so, I mean, I guess you can start with that. Yeah. Uh, and beaniesbro POE for his POE content. Beaniesbro for his old WoW content. The best game. Uh, <laughs> oh, just shit, saying, dude. right, actually. Dude, I always forget about that because it, it should just be beaniesbro, but I already have beaniesbro, so I had to put POE on the end. Maybe you can swap it to Beanie's Bro Wow and then just Beanie's Bro for your POE. I, I don't know if they let you change uh, YouTube name. I mean, Twitch lets you do it every 60 days, so Twitch is clearly superior. You know? Uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. And in that regard, you would be right. I mean, I'm always right, so. <clears throat> just, All right, just so saying. yeah, what are, what are you legs starting then? Have you decided? Uh, yeah, I've decided. So I'm going to be league starting with the real James Humphrey, Kevin, and Alan. And I'm going to be playing I Shot Deadeye for... I'm going to be leveling as Caustic Arrow and Toxic Rain Totems, which is just basically way easier to scale early game. And then I'm going to scale into Cold Conversion, like Ice Shot, uh, once we get to probably yellow maps, maybe red maps, depending on how Caustic Arrow and things are feeling. And yeah, I think yourself? you'll have to swap before red map. That is entirely possible. I'm not a doctor, but probably. At some point, I will have to swap before red. It just depends on the gear that I'm able to get on the first day with the economy and everything. Hmm. Okay, so. When did you start playing PoE? Oh, me? Um. Yeah. I mean, I've been playing casually since closed beta when it was like $10 or something, but I really didn't play any leagues like at all until 2.0, like actually playing for more than a week. Wait, the game cost uh, and money? And then after that, well, the, the, the closed beta did. It, 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 it was, it was an open beta, but it was like a paid open beta, right? Like you had to, you had to, it's like early access basically. You had to pay for um, early access. So I started around that time and then just, yeah, I don't know. The game wasn't really my cup of tea back then. I didn't like the way that it looked. And uh, yeah. All right. I ended well. up actually playing in like 2.0. And then I actually started on hardcore. I died with a, uh, what's that helm? Fuck me. The one that everybody uses level. Gold the resist Gold helm. maybe? gold rim yeah, yeah yeah so in hardcore i got a gold rim level 20 but because i was a noob and it was hardcore i literally ran it down in one of the trials on the blades and i was literally screaming that i had this because my the guy that i was playing with who had played the game knew that i was fucking into and uh mad because yeah. bad dude. after, after that better. i played a shit ton well now you have a gold oh, rim bro, on standard he was mad dude he, he gave the new player the gold rim at level 20 on hardcore and then just like watched him <laughs> run it, it down directly away oof no yeah, bueno he was dude fucking pissed when did you start playing well 
I mean, I started playing in Harvest was when I first played, I believe. I think it was it was either Harvest or Delirium, whichever came first. I played until like level 85. I think it was Harvest. Um, and I had like a Bane occultist character, which was really fun. I experimented a lot with other builds as well. I didn't get through the acts with most of them, just learning the game and having fun. Uh, like in my off time, I was still playing WoW mainly. And then I played a little bit of Delirium, same thing. I got to like level 89 or something like that. Um, on a Slayer Cyclone. No, Berserker Cyclone, because I wanted that 40% more damage. Big. Um, and then I actually started taking it seriously at the very, like, halfway through Heist, I guess. Uh, not like a one and a half months into it, because it was much longer than that. It was like a six-month league, because I had to extend it. But uh, I started taking it seriously at that point, yeah, I would say. And then I made Nora Stacker worth a few, a few handful of mirrors, you know. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it, and then they nerfed into the ground. And now I'm sad, but it's my main game. I swap for a while basically yeah i think that was delirium because delirium definitely came before harvest and that was when aura stacking really started because of cluster duels gotcha gotcha yeah that makes sense then um howdy welcome back okay they're back i didn't even know they were gone monkey shake yeah, i gotta fix your camera here unfortunate saved i mean we, we have to fix both of them but they don't actually fit inside the thing without being stretched so i guess it is what it is I'm not worried about it. I just noticed it was... Um, so yeah, what are your uh, what are your favorite nurse to defensives? None of them. Uh, I feel like a lot of the builds I play in softcore are are very. <laughs> we play softcore. We don't. Care. Yeah, that's the problem. I play softcore, so I don't play builds that survive because I'm given six portals. I paid for six portals. I'm using six portals. So when they make me use six portals earlier in the map that means i might not get to finish it early in a league because if i wanted to be hardcore i would but i'm not i don't know um the nerfs to defenses are okay i feel like they're just trying to like they're doing the thing that blizzard made a mistake with where they nerf everything instead of buffing the things that aren't as strong so that they can create harder content for people to scale into rather than nerfing everything to deal with the content that is already available which i feel like is kind of silly since the game is constantly progressing and getting harder. Uh, kind of. I, I feel like we've hit a ceiling with Delirium for a while on difficulty, and so they're kind of just trying to keep it there, because I don't think that they want to make anything harder than Delirium. Yeah, I, I agree. I do agree. I'm just stating, like, I don't, I don't want them to continue down the path of, like, consistently nerfing the things that are strong and not buffing the things that are weak. Because you see a bunch of abilities that are just absolutely not being used. Because they only buff like 10 abilities a league, but there's like 50 abilities. You know what I mean? So when when they come through with a bunch of nerfs to the strong things, but not buffs to the weak things, it, there's like it's not trying to find a balance. Can I be in this podcast? I'll use text-to-speech. It's not enabled on this. That way we can actually podcast it up. Get you wrecked. Know? Yeah, get wrecked. Waste of points, loser. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I think most of them were deserved. Uh, the frost bomb and oh wait, that's a that's the next topic. Oops. Um, well, I guess we'll talk about it now then. The uh, frost bomb and wave of conviction nerfs down to fifteen percent from twenty five percent. I honestly don't know why anybody would use anything but hydrosphere now, uh, especially with trigger getting nerfed as well because trigger is eight seconds now instead of four seconds. It's, um, it's like, why would you use anything but Hydrosphere? I mean, Hydrosphere is only 10%, whereas the others are 15, right? 
Yeah, but that 5% doesn't make that big of a difference. For it, like any build that can do 100% Dally is going to be able to do it with Hydrosphere. Yeah, also. The bag? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, your friend? Uh, we're actually streaming a podcast right now. He says hello. Anyways. Hello. All right. Knocked a can over. He brought me a, uh, he, he went to the dollar store on his way back and he found a bang called Citrus Twist. I've never heard of this flavor. Um, I just chugged a bang. It sounds citrusy. Maybe I chug a second one to tell you how it tastes. You know, uh, shotgun this shit. Feel well, great afterwards. I mean, love your life, but I, I don't kidding. know about chugging it. I yeah, it would be terrible. Let that one slow burn. Okay, back to the back to the topic at hand. Sorry for the interruption. I wasn't expecting him to walk in here with a bang. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. So uh, the, I was just asking how you felt about it. Yeah. I think the them reducing the exposure on both Frostbomb and Wave of Conviction is actually not a bad change, specifically because it was really, really, really easy to scale early on, like a lot of penetration for bossing. Even through just those two abilities, you just added so much damage to any flat elemental like build um, that it, it kind of felt silly, I'm not going to lie. So having it nerfed just a little bit feels okay, in my opinion. Uh, because it's still yeah, extra but what, like, if, but what if it was five percent instead of a ten percent or wouldn't that be better or at least on frostbomb right because frostbomb has a cooldown wave of conviction doesn't so you could warrant the five percent there i think frostbomb is also uh i don't know actually i haven't really thought about it too much but i i feel like wave of conviction is just always going to be really really good but it's within melee range whereas frostbomb you can cast it anywhere on your screen so it's a safer type of ability. So I feel yeah, like maybe it's a little balanced. I was kind of mad. I was kind of mad initially because uh, I was like, why are you? Why? I thought that they were nerfing the damage, both flat and effectiveness. And apparently I was just too tired and inverted the changes. They were buffing them. So I was like, why would you nerf an ability that's like such short range? But Probably just because it was really strong for any elemental build. And it's not that hard to get in there, use Wave of Conviction, and get out if you need to. Is that a mosquito? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the exposure, like, that's that's fine. I was talking about the damage, though, because they buffed the damage effectiveness and the right. flat damage on it, but I inverted that in my head, and I, like, had a, like, short fucking fit about it. Yeah, I, I feel like Wave of Conviction is unironically going to be a really good totem build this league, um, if people can figure out how to scale it, because of the massive, massive flat damage boost that they gave to it. It'll, it'll, yeah. I mean, the thing is, I think probably you would do mines over that first, right? Because you can do mines. Oh, so well, I think probably, you would do mines yeah. instead of totems. Yeah, definitely. I just played, uh, and uh, that'll, that'll like abuse that way better. Yeah. I mean, it sounds fun. Either way, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be really strong either way, even just as a flat, like, additive if you don't, if you have like mana problems. I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but it's very strong now, like physically. It's going to do a lot of damage. True. Dude, we are we're going through these uh <laughs> these too quick. I thought eight was too many topics, but we're only twelve minutes in. Eight is not uh, too like, many. Uh, we might just have to do like questions at the end or something if we have any. Um, yeah, that's fine. The, but let's talk about the nerfs to the cluster jewels. They nerfed auras pretty hard, they nerfed brands pretty hard, IMO compared to like I don't think they needed it, but I could be biased. 
and uh, they nerfed area of effect ones. So I'll just let you like go with whatever you want first there. To be fair, I think you are biased, like you said, because of the storm brand or the storm brand that you absolutely just fell in love with, right? So I think that it was actually a warranted nerf well, because why when you were attachment range though is my question. Because when you're playing a build where you can stack them, I was using six brand loyalties. Okay, my attachment range was actually like three screens away. It was broken for delving. It was broken for mapping. It was just broken in general. The attachment range was a little too high and easy to scale through just the tree. So them taking away from cluster jewels as well feels like it's a little bit of a fair change. Not gonna lie, as somebody who pinnets brand delves for like a month this league or a couple weeks or something, um, it did feel kind of silly, the, the fact that I could literally off-screen things if they were in the dark. Yeah, have fun delving with it now. That's like, I think that's just a no-go. I think it's dead for delving. I mean, it delving could be over, is... overreact dandy, but... Delving is also dead, so that's fun. True, deep delving. Yeah. That's a big, fuck it, dude. Whatever, that's... just go off on that. Like, that's yeah. so trash. I hate the fact that they did that. I, yeah, so like, I... Like, Fracture I'm... Fossil's dead fucking like because we can't use them on maps anymore so nobody's gonna fucking fracture shit and oh, oh man anyway you also yeah, can't use you, it on synthesized go, you... items so no more explodey wand trying uh if somebody finds an explodey wand they have to craft it for themselves and keep it because it's a solo item because you can't split it uh because it's synthesized so good luck you know like it's it's pretty fucked uh deep delving is now like exponentially it used to scale really really hard with finding fractured fossils uh the lower you went and i feel like that was kind of a good reward system because the more fractured fossils you found the harder it was to find more fractured fossils because the delve got harder and if you invest 300 hours into something like delving i feel like you should have an exponential return like you would in anything else um i it's still going to be it seems the way they worded it, it seemed like it's still going to be pretty strong um like it's going to be you know, delving is still going to be profitable up to like 10k probably, but after that it's not going to scale as hard. Because if you've ever watched like somebody deep delve, if they get to a, um, if they if they get to a fungal hollow way down there, or a sulfur vents, sulfur vents, the, the only nodes inside of the sulfur vents would be, okay, I got the mosquito, he just fucking bit my arm, so, anyways, anyways. I actually have a fucking welt on my arm already. Uh, sulfur vents. All they would have is human fissures all throughout it. And that's like 10 fractured fossils in five minutes because those those nodes don't take very long. So they would be making, you know, a mirror every day easily um, once they got to like 15K. So I'm wondering if it's going to be like a fair change or if it was just a little too much. Um, I feel like it's kind of a fair thing, but also a little crazy. I think like most things with GGG, if they had done it separately, it would have been fine. But the fact that fracture fossils are basically useless now and they push more of the rewards to lower depths, it's like, why would you deep delve? Yeah. Other than clout, right? Yeah. So we literally cannot fracture anything that is worthwhile to fracture anymore because anything that is an item that isn't just a random rare item uh, that is influenced. It can't be influenced. It can't be synthesized. It can't have a fracture on it already. Nothing can happen that we were using it for beforehand. So now it's just going to be like trying to create a random item. I don't, I don't, I don't see the point in it. I'm kind of frustrated at GGG for this one. Not gonna lie. Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I guess if you want everybody to hate high end mapping, because that was kind of the nice thing was that you set up a good base. You set up sextants. You got the like cannot. Um, or doesn't consume sextant charges 
and then you just like go to town right that's kind of the quality of life of endgame is that you just you you click a fracture on a map basically and like yep. everything else is just taken care of you don't have to keep rolling sextants you don't have to keep doing this which by the way sextants would be fine and rolling sextants would be great if it just auto consumed it and used it on the atlas device instead of like you know having to actually go in and put it on the watchstones every time which is really annoying but uh yeah i don't know like they they really took away a lot of quality of life to the end game and then they added a bunch to the early game which is it's it's not really the type of game that path of exile is path of exile has always been a game that uh kind of shafts you early on and then rewards you for learning or pushing through it yeah and especially with new delve like the people who just hit 200 and go horizontally like i usually do just get a shit ton more and the people who don't just get a shit ton less unless bloodstained fossils are really really expensive this league in which case like deep delving will still be profitable but i mean i don't know that hasn't been a thing since like legion yeah we do also have to think about like faceted fossils as well those were really really profitable back in the day um from what i've heard i didn't play in those leagues but i did i, I have heard from uh, a lot of the like youtube which content creators that delve um let me let me let me look this up to give you an exact definition here faceted fossil this is what google's for dude google is so amazing the likelihood of rolling all gym related modifiers oh um, yeah so those can be worth a lot pretty... yeah um and then we also have just everything like all of the other fossils might go up in value but the fact that they nerfed to get back to the the map uh quality of life thing i feel like there's going to be such a high demand for delirium orbs with such a low drop rate that people are just going to be forced to like target farm the most boring things like you can pick your thing that you like to farm and target farm it but it won't be difficult once you scale your build to a certain point because you're not going to be doing 100 percent delay every map because there's no zona delirium and there's not going to be enough delirium orbs to go around for all of the people who enjoy the end game of path of exile it's going to be kind of uh kind of silly in my opinion kind of a silly change yeah probably especially with the nurse to the quantity and rarity probably the sweet spot for most people is gonna be 20 percent. you just slap yep. it on there get that get the extra quant and move on and you can do any deli orb with that and it's not going to be difficult is the thing like once you push your build to a certain point it feels like there's not going to be nearly as much of an end game and i don't, I don't know i don't know how they thought that removing the ability to fracture maps is a good thing i'm i'm not sure how i feel about it until we get there i guess um, like I can't make a that definitive. Said, though, maybe we're thinking about it wrong. Because even what what's the average price of a deli or like twenty chaos for the good ones? Uh, up to up to forty, but yeah. Okay, well, even at forty, right? Forty times five, that would be two x. If if the x is a hundred chaos, I think it's probably gonna be more like hundred and fifty chaos. Just like, um, that's really yeah. You you would probably still do hundred percent deli. Honestly, it's just more annoying. I think with that ratio because. Then you're just investing uh, like 1.5x plus like obviously scarabs and everything. So it's the the investment cost went up to like three and a half x per map, and it's more annoying. But I it, you're still gonna make like 20x a map with that, right? As long as you roll like 100 100 plus quant on the base map. I also think though that oh I lost my train of thought. Hang on, we got it. It's right there. It's, it's more about the quality of life, like we were talking about earlier. Getting five Deli Orbs is going to be the problem. It's not going to be, like, running the maps. It's going to be actually obtaining the Deli Orbs. It's going to be, like, a, a 
supply and demand problem where there's not going to be enough supply and there will be a shitload of demand, especially with the boom in population that they saw in the last league. I think it's going to go up even more with the hype around this one. There's going to be a lot of people that are getting bored of WoW that are like, oh, I should try Path of Exile. There's a lot of crazy new shit just continually happening. Um, I think they're going to have a lot of income of new players and not a lot of end game for them to get to where there's just going to be no Delhi Orbs. I could probably count on two hands all of the Delhi Orbs I've ever found. So it's it's a little silly. Uh, I feel like you're either unlucky or that's just like exaggerating a little bit. Last league, I found at least 30. Oh, I but I don't um, find them. I don't know. Maybe I'm just unlucky. I've ne- I, I hardly ever find them. But even then, one player finding 30, well, that's five it, it maps. It could also just maps. be like a specific type of content that we need to farm now in order to find Deli Orbs, and we just don't really generally know how to do that because we don't need to, right? That's true. Maybe it's opening up a new new economy, you know, for people to farm Deli Orbs, which I'm okay with, but like, holy hell, dude. It's still frustrating. That is true. Plus, who knows? I don't know. Um, maybe Ultimatum scales with Delirium. That would be really, really good. I mean, Ritual didn't, but it definitely could. I'm not positive, but... It probably won't. I'm probably... Like, especially with all the nerfs, like, I doubt they're just going to be like, yeah, here you go, just have it back, even Luke though Pinata. we just nerfed it, right? Yeah. Um, uh, so, the nerf to Replenishing Presence and First Among Equals, 2% each, is... I, I can't imagine that it's going to be that much of a nerf for the really high-end Aura stackers. Um, but hitting those those thresholds for like the aura the resist auras might be a little more difficult for like more casual players or players who have a build that can only utilize a certain amount of cluster jewels as well yeah no it's it's huge and they nerfed um it's yeah i, I don't remember if he said replenishing and first among equals but they nerfed like all the notables basically for aura bots so it's you have to really invest now yeah it's it's so they went from eight to six percent um and i think they were ten percent back in heist so they're just continually nerfing people who use auras which i'm okay with auras are still very 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 strong no matter what they kind of do to those nodes specifically but the fact that they are only two percent above a well-rolled cluster jewel node that could also have other stuff on it at this point does kind of feel silly i'm not sure exactly how they can fix this problem but yeah i really want them to stop or like find a way to nerf aura stackers without nerfing aura bots because how many people are actually playing aura bots and aura bots are so much fun to play with because they i mean obviously they're just really good they get free um, loot but like they they keep nerfing them so less people keep playing them right you run around refuse to press smite and just fucking buff your party members do the ultimate simp let's well, go hopefully you press smite. hopefully hopefully we can hope dude uh, or or whatever ability, right? Spite is like 4k flat lightning damage, so hopefully you're pressing. Also, one, one very specific uh, Cluster Jewel notable, Magnifier. I always felt like it was a little too OP because every melee build, every Cyclone build would use it because it gave three separate stats that were all good. It gave AoE, it gave Crit Strike Multi, and it gave Area Damage. So the fact that they took away the Area Damage, I'm very okay with this because it's still giving you the Area of Effect on an area of effect cluster jewel and then it's also giving you the crit multi um but getting rid of the actual area damage i feel like is kind of a fair change in that regard i don't like it i i i remember when cyclone uh with the with the og cluster jewels you literally just had like a screen and a half cyclone with no head hunter buffs well it's another I one of those things bag. that's that's a cyclone all play it's another one of those things where they could buff everything else 
to have more area damage instead of nerfing magnifier specifically because it's too strong but then it would make cyclone players even more likely to just explode and it's already the most played ability in the game because of its like it, it has so much versatility where you can play it with like five or six different builds that are really strong in the end game but I, i'm nerfing the area yeah. damage i feel is okay because it only nerfs like I, one out of I, six of those yeah but i i feel like they want cyclone to be this like device for cast on crit and stuff like that instead of just actually being its own ability which i don't really like like i i want to play cyclone i don't want to play cast on crit cyclone anymore i'm so tired of it it's been so many leagues where it's just better because it's not melee it's like a pseudo melee and you're casting like three spells at once instead of just attacking with Cyclone, yeah. But I, I feel yeah, like, again, just yeah. a 10% increase in area damage per Cluster Jewel isn't going to be that noticeable. I do still feel like Magnifier was a little too strong. So the only way that they could have balanced it is either buff all of the other notables, like Vast Power and uh, all, all of the other ones that go on those Cluster Jewels, or they could just take that note off of, that, that stat off of Magnifier. Because it's the only, play, it was like one of the only three stat, um, notables on cluster jewels in the game so that is true all right uh let's move on to atlas passive changes what are yeah. your favorite changes what are your least favorite changes i think that we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna start off heavy okay diplomatic escort going from being a massive pack of harbingers that crashes your game into one king harbinger is sort of an okay change with me because it'll be less lucrative but it will still be lucrative enough to warrant just target farming Ancient Orbs through that and Exalt Shards through that if you wanted to. I feel like killing a King Harbinger, which if you don't know what that is, it's the last guy on Beachhead maps. Um, it's like the really, really big bulky motherfucker with the big shoulders. Uh, he comes out with a crown on. It's one of those guys. They drop more loot. They have more packs that they spawn. Um, and I believe that the enemies are more difficult. I'm not sure, but they definitely... Uh, I, I think it's a warranted change because Valdo's Rest was just so ubiquitous for everybody farming it. Just every single player farmed it at some point just because it was so, so, so lucrative. I mean, um, I literally sat there doing it all late. Yeah, exactly. Uh. You did it for like two months straight because it was so, so, so good for money. Dude, just raw exalts. I, I actually don't think it got nerfed currency-wise that much, though. Um, because if you think about it, the top end went down from six to like four, five, because you have the base one and the king. And then the bottom end went up from like three. So it's just kind of like averaging it out. And it does nerf the like run and kill Harveys and leave strap. But I mean, like as long as they do a good job with ultimatums mechanic, you don't want to do that anyway. This like you want to actually go through all 10 of those. Right. I do think that they equalized it a little bit and made it a bit more of a average uh, rather than just being the way to go for farming. And so was that your favorite or was that your least favorite? I think that was actually my favorite change because it was it was very, 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 very strong and it was very, very laggy. So now that it's only going to be two Harbingers spawning packs instead of like nine or ten as a maximum, I, I think it'll be I think it'll be pretty good. Um, what other, what were the other significant changes? Let me pull up the patch notes here and like read through what we've got. Patch well, a significant notes. one is that, uh, Le uh, not Legion, sorry. Uh, New Vastir is losing the Sergeant General one. I, I always forget the name, but basically you don't get the, uh, like super juice generals. 
I feel like that's that's also that a good one's change. going over to Glen Cairn. Those I I so they're they, what they're doing is they're like bringing everything from like they're basically like what what is what is the word I'm looking for? They're trying to equalize each zone to be a specific farm. So like you'll do Alva incursions in one area, or you'll do Metamorph in one area, or you'll do Harbingers in one area, or Abyss or Breach. Like they they've made them very specific so that you can choose your farm and just do maps in that zone, which is kind of a quality of life increase. Um, but also it nerfed some things that were already overpowered. So you had like all the really good nodes inside of uh, like the zone with tower where you would have like the Alva incursions having all magic monsters, but then also you would have beyond, but then also you would have the strong boxes. And I felt like that was kind of a absolutely crazy combination to be able to just farm tower specifically because you would get so many monsters and just be able to farm headhunters with the, uh, with the nurse cards. Is that what they're doing though? Because they've really split it between Glenotch Cairns and New Vestir for Legion. I feel like, Originally, you go to New Vastier to do Legion because Glenodge sucked and they could have buffed it even more for Legion if they wanted because we don't have Legion on the map device now. Well, they, we already had two zones with Legion being like target farmable that were both okay. Um, and so I think them they, they already had too many passives, Atlas passives based around Legion for them to just delete half of them and then find something else for people to farm inside of one zone. So I feel like it's an okay, okay change, yeah. I do I still know, feel they like they're trying just to just added in ritual to there, which I I do kind of like ritual being in Hamlet, uh, just because Hamlet is like, oh, you want to focus this like mechanic, so you get to like focus either harvest or you get to focus uh, ritual or you get to focus uh, Jun. The Jun ones in there mm -hmm. are really really good. The betrayal ones, um, so I do kind of like it going in Hamlet, but at the same time they could have just like made New Vastir the Legion one and then just not put Legion on the map device like they're doing. Right. And then make uh, Glenodge Cairns be Ritual, which I'm, I don't know anybody who's going to farm Ritual anyway, but... it Maybe they're actually buffing the, the loot distribution. We're going to have to do some math and check, I guess, at some point, just to see like if they added better items. Um, one thing I'm actually really happy with for an in-game farmer change is the Neural Pathways on Uncharted Realms. They made it so that synthesis maps have a higher chance to drop, but only on red maps, so tier 14 plus, whereas before it was half of a percent chance on 11 uh, and up. So I feel like they already dropped really often. So. Yeah, they're, they're buffing like the base drops, but they're nerfing the Xenostrat for finding altered distant memories and Cortex and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of. I, I don't know I like if it. I like or not. I feel like Xana is who you go to if you're trying to find maps. Um, and now you kind of don't go to Zeta if you're trying to find those nice, you know, big, juicy, rare ones. I... <laughs> Chat is killing me right now. They were typing out words that start with W and end with T, not realizing that what is a word that starts with W and ends with T, dude, I love it. No, they realize we're all just trolling you because there are lots of words that start with W and end Listen, with T, dude, like we. It's me, Mina, just said how OMG Capital D colon. How did I not get that West in all caps? Wilt. Yep. 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 I, okay. Well, maybe, maybe wait, they wait. didn't get it, but like, I mean, come on. Yeah, they didn't. That's that's the point. What is word? There are lots of words. You gotta, you gotta you got to be clever. You know, you got to be I know there's specific. lots of words. What is a word that starts with W and ends with T? 
It's that easy. Okay, I that's mean, I, the whole I statement. It. I got it. At the I know. First, I mean, you I tried. Mean... Yeah. <laughs> oh all right, man. All right. Um, I'm, I'm looking specifically. Where, yeah. Okay. So they they did nerf um the Glenich Cairns per demon, um which is the rare beyond demons have a chance to drop uh, additional basic currency. They nerfed it from 35% to 25%, which I think is also fair because people were literally printing exalts with just that node specifically because rare beyond demons would spawn so often when you could quadruple beyond it. It was crazy. I thought it was okay because, well, I guess like PUE2 is pretty far away still, but they did say that they're removing it completely. Beyond? So I guess it's fine to like give us OP version and then taper down over time, but I kind of, I'm kind of a 100 to 0 type of person. I want it to be like broken and then just like gone, like Harvest should have been, right? Um, I, I think, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't played enough to decide. I've played, like I said, since like the end of Heist, midway through Heist. So I've only had like one and a half full experiences of a league, but them completely removing things after they felt good would just nobody ever like actually enjoys that. Like when they did it with Harvest, everybody was like, we actually got to enjoy being super OP. You could have just nerfed it and said like, okay, so this is <laughs> a little too powerful. Like they're doing now. I feel like it's, it's it, much more of a- Does it matter though, if you're super OP, if they just make the game harder to compensate? Like, yeah, your gear looks pretty and all roll nice and all that stuff. But like at the end of the day, the result is the same. Maybe, but also there's value in continuing to play if they just nerf things instead of taking them out of the game. Yeah, Talisman League, Mina, was the one about necklaces. They're actually nerfing those again because they buffed them too hard, and Chris Wilson was like, Omega 7 head. And he was like, wait a minute, this is kind of uh, way too OP. Even though it's my favorite league, we kind of have to scale them down. They had them with the lucky rolling system, so they would roll like tier 1 to 2 really, really often, also with an anointment. So they're getting rid of the uh, the lucky rolling system, so now they can have much lower value modifiers. So you, it'll be it'll be more difficult to find really good ones. Uh, however, they're also adding they're adding tainted oils. I think this is the sickest fucking thing. Whoever came up with this needs a, a raise, double their salary. I don't care. If you do a corrupted blight map, you can drop tainted oils so that you can anoint corrupted items. That is so sick to me. I love that idea. That's something I didn't know that I needed, but now that I know about it. <laughs> That's so sick. It's, it's very good, and it lets us actually go through and corrupt regular amulets and stuff like that, and then anoint yeah. them instead of the other way around and whatever. Exactly. Um, Chris actually was 12 head, knowing that they needed to be nerfed with this, but at the same time, he did it before anybody else realized. And so he just ended up getting memed for it. Like, literally, chat was like, question marks, nerfing talisman, question mark, question mark. Wait. Well, like, the hardcore boys abused talismans, but softcore boys didn't because you can't search for them on trade. Listen, did you remember this entire league when I was saying talismans are OP, even in softcore trade league? If you want a good necklace, all you have to do is search for corrupted ones yeah, with all tier nobody's. one mods. And you will definitely fall. Well, right. But you were saying nobody noticed. And I was like, I have been literally preaching this the whole time. Like somebody was like even yeah, wanting to yeah, do it yeah, as their farming strategy. It's crazy. We're nobody. Listen, dude, I'm not a nobody. We have It's Me Mina here. Okay. Who realizes the value of this podcast specifically. Wait, what's an anoint? You can basically allocate a point somewhere else on the tree that you normally wouldn't be able to connect onto your necklace so that it gives you the passive. Uh, and you can do that on a few of Cassie's items as well. So like the Breath Stealer gauntlets, there's gloves, and I think there's a chest piece that you can anoint as well. The gloves are the only thing worth anything though, for uh, minion builds. Um, 
Let's see. So we have... What, what else is there? We have the buffs to Blighted Maps, by the way. Mm. I think this is going to be absolutely an insane change. Um, I feel like it's going to be very lucrative for the minion builds that push themselves really far. They can still AFK. It's actually insane. Um, because once they corrupt stupid. them... You think it's stupid? Why? Why is that... Why the fuck would you buff something that was already good? Well, because it was it was good. Lighted maps were already so profitable early on. Early on, yeah, but now they're you, you're not going to run like they're hard early on as well. So you're not going to run like a hundred and thirty percent quant blight map even as a six man group with a fucking carry. Like it's not, it's still going to be really difficult. I mean, yeah, but like I I, I just. Uh... I mean, I like it, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's like, even... So, I used to run a bunch of Blighted Maps for Profit, and it was like, even if you bought them in bulk, you still tripled your investment, which is, like, really, really high. That's a really, really good way to increase your capital. And right. now that we have Valdo's Rest, we can get capital super quick. But it takes time. Blighted Maps are timed. Which is sort of like it's it's not about how profitable it is on a percentage basis. It all you also have to like take into account the amount of money you're making. So if you spend 11 C and you make 33 C, but it takes an hour, you're making 20 C in an hour. You know what I mean? So like it it, it all depends on how well rolled and everything everything is. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it, it that's not it's not like actual time, right? It's like additional time. Because the way I think about it is like, okay, I'm done playing the game for the day, but I still need to make currency because we're early in the league. So I watch Netflix and I just do a blade map. Yeah, and that's perfect. But you're not going to roll it because you're going to get your ass whooped if you're not paying attention. So I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good change. I don't know. I always rolled mine because it because it, if you think or well, I, okay, I didn't roll it 130 percent quant right, but I at least put an elk on it, which apparently nobody was doing. But if you just put in an ALK, it gives you, like, triple that every time on the explosion, at least. So it's like, I don't know. And it doesn't make it that much harder. Yeah, most people don't do it for the loot explosion, though. They do it for, like, the the. Oh, wait, the chest, actually, right? sorry. With chat, I just realized I never talked about my league starter. We That's only true. talked about your league starter. That's true. I asked you, but then I think something Our crazy happened. first stop. Uh... Go for um, it. Um so yeah, I'm starting a Stormbrand Assassin and I have a guide out for that. And if you put a stupid comment under it, I'm gonna roast the shit out of you. So just warning you ahead of time. Um because I I I can't help it sometimes with people on YouTube. Um But yeah, that's I mean it's gonna be explosive trap into lightning trap into uh lightning slinger and then stormbrand sometime early maps and then penance brand for hundred percent deli. Uh, maybe a bit earlier. Really, whenever I have at least four um, mediums. So that'll probably be like early deli. Like I'll probably be farming 20% deli as Stormbrand and then I'll swap and then we'll start doing 100% deli if that's still profitable, which it probably is. It's probably well, class just a little more annoying. But Assassin. Let's go. It's the only way to scale. Uh, well, it's not the only way, but it's definitely the easiest and probably the best way to scale because uh, power charges are just busted. You can get like 12 power charges and then you just get a shit ton of crit chance of crit multi per power charge and then spell damage per power charge. How do you feel about execute now being at 50% with the uh, with the more multiplier against 
low-life enemies, which has now been moved to half-life. So it's, uh, I got a comment about this on my YouTube video as well. It's a buff, technically, even though you're losing more damage, you get access to it way quicker. So unless you're one-shotting something, and if you're one-shotting something, you don't care about it anyway. Um, so it's like, it's it, it's a buff to things that matter, like Cyrus, Maven, you know, uh, T19, Kosis, anything that's going to live for like a couple of seconds, which if you're doing real big, you're playing high investment, T19, Kosis doesn't live, none of that lives, right? But then at that point, you don't care about But no, it's, it's, it's really good. It's a buff overall to Assassin, even though it's a nerf to the more damage. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be, I think it's a good change. Um... And it's going to be good for making a lot of more low-life builds that aren't reliant on reserving all of their life to be low-life. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how it works out, uh, it being at 50%. Uh, one more thing about the Blighted maps. They revamped all of the oils, which I think was a much-needed change. Uh, let me find this section. So they, they made it so that it wasn't all just, like, experience and lucky chests. They changed them all to have their own, like, very specific thing when applied to a Blighted map. So it's like pack size. Um, there's going to be encounter duration to be shorter, enemies to spawn faster for teal oils, things like that. Like they, they made a lot of new changes that are going to be really, really good quality of life for people who want to use this as a farming strategy. They didn't just say, okay, now there's more quant, go. They were like, okay, we're actually going to take time and revamp and rebalance all of this, make it more profitable if you want to put more investment into That's it. That's great. When are we rebalancing the towers? The towers, Monka Shake. Yeah, so like I, when they released a a tower defense league, I was super excited. And then I found out that literally it doesn't matter what the fucking enemy type is. You just build the same fucking towers every time. We're still talking about Blight, right? I didn't like miss the topic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like you're going to rework the rewards, but we're still using the shitty system where all you do is put out empowering towers and scout towers. <laughs> or or only like the uh flame towers and ice towers to like slow them and then shoot them with fucking meteors like why only one of them is it, good it tilted me so much what i learned that there there's no like um it's not like pokemon right like you don't get to do like uh earth against lightning and that's like super super beneficial it's literally just like build the same shit every time it's so tilting it's definitely one of the more frustrating things, but I'm, like I said, I'm happy with the changes they did make. I'm not, I'm trying not to be unhappy with the changes they didn't make um, because they changed so much and rebalanced it already so much. Maybe they know a secret strat that we don't as the developers where they're like, this tower is actually really OP. You guys just haven't played it. So all of the towers are good, but the thing is, is that you have towers that literally just destroy the entire map for you versus towers that just make it to where you can do that yourself. So obviously you're going to pick the towers that do it for you. Right. I mean, I have like um, use the, the, the crushing and, towers. And, and I try not to complain about literally everything and be a negative Nancy all the time. But it's like you're half you're like you're not even half assing it. You're quarter assing it. You know what we do, GGG. You know, we don't clear these fucking maps. You know, we don't build different towers. You know more than me. You have all the data. That's true. They do know. They know a lot of stuff. They have all the data. Hmm. Whatever, I'm just being salty. I know. Trust me, it's okay. You'll get over it, I promise. Once <laughs> like, you realize how fucking banging. It was so good and it wasn't. Yeah, but now it's going to be. 
It's profitable. Very profitable now. It's gonna be good for profits. It's not gonna be any more interesting. It's not gonna be boring as shit. You're only I mean, gonna do it when you're watching fucking Netflix. And getting your ass whooped if you do that, dude. Um, I don't know about that. Like early on, yeah. Like early on, y'all have to actually pay attention. But that's also when it's like super worth it because everybody needs even the shitty oils, so they pay a good bit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's going to be very profitable early on, but you're not going to be able to AFK it. That's that's when it's going to be worth it to run them uh, more so than later. I true. I think moving on to the uh, the blessings, the blessing of Chayula, Ash, Tool, and Elneedle, and Zof being able to upgrade the respective Breachstones one tier each time you use one is actually going to be insanely, insanely strong. They, the fact that you used to be able to upgrade them, but you didn't, maybe you didn't know what tier your, your Flood was and you didn't know how to check and you tried to upgrade the Breachstone to Pure and you're like, shit, this is now enriched. I need to upgrade it again. And then you realized, shit, it's stuck here. And I just wasted an axe on maybe a Chayula's. Um, <laughs> gonna be a good dad thanks thanks dude thanks um the fact that you would upgrade a chayula's and it not be pure you trolled yourself just then right because you can't do you have to do a solo there's nobody doing enriched chayula's as rotas that's that it makes no sense to not do it as pure if you're gonna upgrade a breachstone so i feel like being able to upgrade them all the way to pure no matter what tier they're at is going to be really good um it's also going to make breachstone farming a lot more profitable through delhi so you would drop a lot of enriched breachstones and things like that and you would drop some blessings. So being able to upgrade those enriched ones once again past where they already are is going to be pretty good, I think. It's going to be really strong. It's definitely going to be good. I'm curious, though, if you just... Uh, so, like, the whole point behi behind the blessing changes and the betrayal changes is that they want us to do masterminds with, like, rank 3 at that flood, so that way we get a shit ton of pure. Because the new system makes it to where if you do a mastermind... It's this like rank four, which is the old rank three. And then it also gets like twice as many drops or like rewards, um, which I kind of like. But I with the blessing change, I almost feel like you're just going to run threes still, even though it's nerfed. And then you're just going to use a blessing to go from enriched to pure. So I feel like betrayal actually didn't change at all unless the new staff ends up being OP and just like worth a lot as a base unveiled like Paradoxica is which I might be the case, but then you have like, what is it? Three good drops, because you have Cinder Swallow, you have uh, Devouring Diadem, and you have the Staff, and then you have like six or seven shit rewards, I think. Oh, well, yeah, Paradoxica as well. I'm gonna have to look it up. I don't know all of her. Oh, it, yeah, yeah, you're right, Paradoxica. So you've got like four good there. items, That's, but uh, didn't they also say yeah. that they're adding a tier four to each of the people on the board? not on the board it's whenever you do a rank three as a mastermind and then the rewards from the mastermind and those like you, you know how you get the rewards from your rank threes when you do a mastermind and they're just like off in the zones and whatever those will be essentially rank fours and that'll be the old rank three but then it'll be doubled rewards so maybe you double a chayula's pure breachstone if you use it the fled so it'll still be worth to target farm him specifically maybe they thought of ways to like actually make it still lucrative without just completely nerfing it the fled in transportation to the ground or research to the ground. No, no, yeah, it, it, it'll be good. But the problem is, is that it'll take like a hundred times the effort. Like you need to be really, really efficient at doing betrayal, which cool. I'm okay with. But yeah, 
I think everybody's just going to pick the do the rank threes and then upgrade with the blessing unless the blessings are super fucking expensive. Well, they also made the change that you can target farm everything very specifically now doing maps in specific areas. So you're much more likely to find like betrayal encounters inside of one specific zone now. So it'll be much easier to farm it as well as it taking more time. So it takes more time now, but it takes less more time than it would have if they kept the Atlas how it was before. And they also added Betrayal Scarabs, right? So you'll definitely be able to guarantee them in every map you do, no matter what. So it could be like a side farm for you, or if you just wanted to focus it, you just run a winged Betrayal Scarabs in every map inside of the zone with Betrayal, get extra percentage, intelligence, things like that. Yeah, I just don't think anybody's going to actually do that. I think everybody's going to choose the lazy way, keep it how it is, and then just use a blessing to compensate. Yeah, probably. But I'm just saying, they, they, I and think they're trying the to keep the options be like 40 chaos eat. Yeah. Well, either way, blessings don't drop super often anyways. They were just useless, which is why they weren't used very often. Like, they, they could only be used on the shit items that to turn them into less shit items, like Skin of the Lords or whatever it is that drops from Chayula being a six socket. That's true. All right, so we have like 10 minutes left and we only have one topic, so I guess let's move on. Um, what builds would you recommend to people who are playing solo? for uh ultimatum league playing solo in maybe softcore i would say like i saw that armageddon brand and cremation didn't get a nerf it's going to be really strong still um it's a really 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 strong occultist or elementalist starter either way whichever way you go it's going to be strong um you can do the the people are doing a kinetic bolt flame wall where basically any projectiles that pass through flame wall take on the damage of the flame wall and then hit enemies and spread the damage of the flame wall to every enemy they hit. So Kinetic Bolt naturally has like nine projectiles. So what they would do is they throw a flame wall down, scale all the flame wall damage, scale no Kinetic Bolt damage, and the Kinetic Bolt just does a shitload of clear with all burning damage, uh, which is pretty easy to clear. That one I think is gonna be very, very strong. Miners, naturally, always very strong no matter really what you do. Um, so any any type of miners. I know Mathel has a guide out on this. He's gonna be doing like a trimmer rod. Um, I don't remember the exact skill, but he's going to be doing a very, very, very strong mining ability where he had like a four link trimmer rod and just murdered the shit out of the Maven. Absolutely absurd. Uh, and that ability didn't even get nerfed at all. So it just depends. It's also, I don't know. Do I don't know what else is good. Do you mean Path of Math? Because I think that was math, Path of Math. Math, Math, yeah. Path of Math, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah. Um, Let's see. What else is going to be strong? Bonks, all of the, all of the slam skills. Ground slam, by the way. Ground slam. Beanies, bro, when Did are you coming you out with the a ground, guide for the, Ground the Slam? Vol Ground Slam boss? Vol Ground Slam is going to be absolutely busted. Vol Power Siphon, the actual ability, uh, might be strong. So I feel like that's going to be pretty good. Oh, that's another change we could talk about later. You're going to have to invest really, really hard now, sadly, for Vol Power Siphon. Like, you're, you're going to need, like, MP levels of investment. I mean, that's okay. I'm not too stressed about it. I've, I, I'm not saying it's yeah, a good I'm, starter. I'm, I just wanted okay to bring it up real quick. I'm okay with it being, like, one of those, like, top-end... Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I agree with most of that. Probably, I would say if you're a newer player, I would go, um, I would go ground slam and then vol ground slam as well. Um, being able to exert and have four charges of all ground slam, you're basically always going to exert a vol ground slam. Um, you can, I, I think, like with a good build, you're literally just gonna walk through the map vol ground slamming, and that's really, really nice. Um, and then also just like the damage is really good. Mina, um, they buffed it, basically, is what we're getting at. They buffed the hell out of all ground slam. 
Yeah, and then they nerfed the shit out of Sunder. Well, they, they nerfed Sunder a long time ago whenever they swapped it to whatever the shitty version is now. Nobody plays it anymore. Um... So yeah, probably that's what I would play as a new player or a hardcore player. It's a lot more kind of annoying, I guess, because you you war cry 24-7. Um, right. But yeah, so I would I would do that. And then obviously miners are going to be good, but miners kind of, I don't know, like RSI or putting it on left click and then ruining your sequences is kind of bad. Um, so probably, honestly, I would just go a brand, but I'm kind of, I mean, I have a guide for that, so I'm a, a little biased. Very, very. There's more than a little. That's like 98% bias talking. I, also, Brands are good uh, to start with. I, I, but... I do agree with Arma Cremation, but it, Arma Cremation is going to be so hard to see anything inside Ultimatum, like the in-map Ultimatum. Your entire ground is just going, it's going to be meteors coming down from the sky from Arma. And then the cremation is just going to be shooting out fire everywhere. It's going to be such a clusterfuck. So like, just do more damage. Kill everything insta, or you just like, I, I mean, yeah, just do more damage. Which actually, you know, I resisted that meta for literally forever, uh, and it finally got to me, dude. Like offense they, is the best GGG defense in this game. GGG finally beat me into the ground. Just do more damage. Yeah, so it's that like because when you try to live through things is when you get one shot by things like random fucking things like Cyrus influence before they nerfed it. It's yeah. like fuck it, dude. Why live? Why 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 even live? Just kill everything faster. Make the enemies not live, basically. Uh two more topics, Maybe, by the yeah, way. Exactly. I sent those to you. Are there? No, well, I sent them to you in your in your DMs just now. I thought of a couple new ones that we could still keep talking about to uh, extend. But um also I think to start with, Earthquake, they also buffed Vol Earthquake or Earth I think it's Earthquake, right? So that's still going to be really strong. They, yeah, yeah, they did buff that one as well. They they nerfed the um, the more multiplier for uh, exerting attacks after you Warcry, which I think is okay because it was really, really strong for bonking. That's mostly going to be a nerf to players that play hardcore or really, really like melee. But I don't know. I feel like through all of the other buffs, it's going to be okay. Um, was it I think the it's only still going to be that they nerfed, which is 10%? Yes. So you saw yeah. the other one? They didn't nerf I mean, yeah. like exerts by itself? No, they didn't nerf Exert specifically. It was just for Seismic Cry, yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness. Cats are going absolutely absurd over uh, here. But yeah, I, I really like the Vol Power Siphon change, but because we don't have Harvest, it's going to be a lot harder to do. Um, the only way to really do it is either go Headhunter and just suffer the first few minutes, which like is going to be a reasonable strat. Um, or you go... Uh, in stacking, which is going to cost a metric shit ton, but I mean, it's always kind of fun as well. And I don't know, the rest of the Vol changes were kind of whatever. Vol Ice Nova got a massive buff, massive. actually. I forgot about that. It felt so bad. Uh, what was it? I need to find it. It did, uh, so basically they made, they buffed the actual base damage of all of the freaking abilities to be so much more impactful because beforehand if i pressed if i was cock ice nova and i pressed vol ice nova i was actually putting myself in massive danger because it didn't have enough damage to constitute stop stopping my spinning to just hit something for less than i would have if i was just triggering my ice nova by cycloning so um and then uh, once true. again the vol power siphon buff they gave it 25 percent crit strike multi per power charge instead of 10 
and 50% increased crit strike chance per power charge, previously 20%. And now you can have up to three uses of it with a much with a halved soul gain prevention. So it might actually be good for clearing maps. Um, I think that's going to be a very, very significant change. Yeah, I was looking at that kind of disrespectfully, to be honest. And the Vault Isova changes were that it gained a shit ton of flat damage. Uh, it has a shorter cast time. The damage effect, it got 50% damage effectiveness, which is like, why, why did it go up in damage effectiveness I, as well? It just and then happens. you get two uses and only two seconds of soul game prevention. Like, uh, they really didn't like that people weren't using this skill. Well, they, they they made all of these vol skills and they were like, we're going to make them special and we're going to make them be like impactful and they're going to be better than the baseline ability, but then they weren't. And so they buffed pretty much everything except for VRF, actually, funny enough. VRF, Vol Righteous Fire, has been so overpowered for so long that they finally nerfed it. It was 28% more spell damage every time you activated it, every like 30 seconds. They have made it down to 10 to 19% based on gym level um, with a much shorter duration. And now it also costs more of your energy shield. It uh, sacrifices 60% uh, up from 30, which I think is a, a fair change. It was, it's been way too yeah, strong. Actually, and just... I actually like the VRF chain. Yeah, me as well. It's I been abused it was a nerf way too long. To regular righteous fire, and then I realized that it's a buff to regular righteous fire, and then a nerf to um, just like abusing the spell damage on it. So I like. Yep. Uh, it's it's gonna be way spookier as a soft card or as a anything that's not a soft card, right? So like people dead abuse it in hardcore and stuff like that, and then you just instant life flask. Mm -hmm. Now your instant life flask isn't gonna cover it unless you have really low HP in the first place, which is I mean you know soft card, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad that they added damage to it. So the way that it works is that it now consumes twice as much, but it can, but it gives you less damage per amount that it consumes. But um, it ends up buffing the total damage. So if you're like Righteous Fire and then you Vol RF on a boss, you know, and, and we won't play Softcore, by the way. Yeah. Um, I just like try to be considerate towards the hardcore players because they fucking lose their shit and turn into fucking hardcore SSF vegans who want to fucking shove their. Yeah. You. Anyway. Um, they uh, one more really big change that I actually think was wildly warranted was Divergent Berserk. It was one percent spell damage per one percent quality. It was a one percent more spell damage multiplier per one percent quality. And they nerfed that by a quarter, so it is now 0.25% more spell damage per 1% quality. When you could stack Enhance to give it 24% quality and have it at 20% quality itself, that is 44% more spell damage that is abusable for any burst situation for any spellcaster and then for any ability that you aren't hitting with. Just an absolutely absurdly long Berserk timer with uh, 50 rage with mana regen buffing it using Chainbreaker. It was just very abused by a lot of builds that were like miners or anything that was going to do really hard burst. I think it's a very warranted, uh, very warranted uh, nerf. I feel like they should have found a way to nerf miners with it and then just left um, the Chainbreakers. Uh, like, I feel like the Chainbreakers deserved it because it's not that good of a skill otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, the anger buff, I think, also warranted. The fact that it was used so much less than any hatred or wrath or zealotry or anything, just because it didn't provide nearly enough flat damage, is going to be really, really impactful on some of the meta, I think. Uh, a lot of people are going to be trying to incorporate that more than they were before. 
Because they buffed the baseline damage by a lot. Uh, didn't they only make it the same now? So, like, they equalized it between attacks and spells. So if you're just, like, a regular melee, it's a buff. But if you're a spell uh, attacker, like, kinetic... Or, wait. Yeah. Uh, so, so if you're a spell, it doesn't do anything for you? Like, anything different? No, they ch they they changed it all the way around. It says now grants 16 to 23 additional fire damage at gym level 1, previously 15 to 21. Um, this makes the additional yeah, fire damage apply to attacks and spells by the same amount. That... So they buffed the spell. Yeah, yeah, they buffed it to spells. Because originally it was different amount. Yeah. No, 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 no. Originally it was... Uh... Wait, what? It's saying that they buffed it to spells, right? But it was higher for attacks. If I'm reading this was correctly. Was it higher on attacks? I thought it was higher on spell. Sassy says hello. Oh, uh, hydrate. Where's my water bottle? Hello, Sass. Let me, I'm, I'm looking up the change on uh, the wiki. While you look that up, I'm going to go grab my water bottle. Hang on. Okay. Yeah, I had it inverted. It was slightly better for spells. Or, sorry. It was slightly better for attacks and spells, and now it's the same for both. So it is a buff to spells and not a buff to attacks. Okay, hello? Hello? Any yeah, it, it, it was better for attacks and not spells. I had it backwards. Okay, so, I mean, either way, it's still... It's, it's much stronger now, I think, just in general. Especially for aura stackers who, beforehand when I was aura stacking in High League, I didn't want to use it uh, over anything defensive because it, the baseline damage didn't scale that hard. But now, I feel like it has a little bit more of a chance to want to be used. Uh, I don't think it does. I don't think anybody will, personally. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I usually am wrong, honestly. Well, you have to think um, about the, the chance to ignite most people using Cinder's Wallow already. And when you ignite an enemy, you deal 10% increased damage to them. So. Yeah, but 10% increased isn't really like, you know, as, as long as your base is good and you're already scaling whatever you're scaling, uh, like 10% increase in the end ends up being not really anything. I think it's a different scaling mechanism. Like it's, it, it's not an additive 10%. It is a, they are taking 10% from all sources from you while they are ignited. Oh, you might be right. So I'm I'm nearly certain that it is yeah. just a 10% more damage to them while they're ignited. Otherwise, people, like, it wouldn't be nearly as ubiquitous. Like, so many builds use Cinder's Wall because of that. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, we are past the uh, hour now, so I think I'm going to call that good. Um, so, yeah, thank you to everybody who joined us. Uh, you can find Caligoose on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Caligoose and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Caligoose. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash BeaniesBro. P-O-E, not BeaniesBro. That guy's weird. BeaniesBro and, P-O-E uh, for the P-O-E content. Yeah, see you guys next week at Thursday. Hope yeah. you all have a good league start. Yeah, good luck on your league starts, everybody. I'll be live. <laughs> cool. That's a bet, dude. Now I'm actually going to get into... POE content.